What's up, everybody? Hey, I hope you're having a good day. I know, uh, you know, my day is not awful. <laughs> it's not fucking awesome, but it's not fucking awful either. Um, so, uh, guys, I hope you listened to that last episode uh, with Sharman Smith, author of Taming the Tida uh, and um, and a president, a presidential candidate for 2020. Um, not that I'm specifically going to vote for her. Not that I've even made any decisions as to who I'm going to vote for yet. But um, I'm not telling you that uh, she's definitely the right person to vote for. <laughs> so, you know, I've always told you guys, think for yourselves, man. So I think that she's worth at least following and seeing what it is that she's got going on and, and what are, you know, some of the things other than the things that we talked about, but some of the other things that she believes in um, and wants to get done in, uh, in Washington. So... At least check her out, follow her, uh, and see what she's got going on in the world. That being said, um, if you didn't catch it, go back and listen to it. It's a great conversation. Uh, she called it an interview. I don't think it was really necessarily an interview um, as much as it was just literally a conversation. I mean, we, uh, we talked about what we were going to talk about, and I was like, you know what, let's just, let's just talk and then see where the conversation takes us. And that's really what happened. I mean, we just kind of just started chatting, and, and we went down little rabbit holes left and right. So it was a fun uh, conversation and one that, uh, you know, you'll find some humor in. Uh, and then there's some seriousness in there as well, some very serious messages uh, to be delivered, um, specifically regarding the, uh, the pedophiles that are trying to infiltrate the LGBTQ community. Uh, that You really got to listen to that and understand what's going on there um, and understand, of course, that the, uh, the LGBTQ community has nothing to do with them and wants nothing to do with the groups that are trying to infiltrate their their um, their belief system. So I just want to make sure that that's clear. Now, that being said, what do you want to talk about today? That's a great question. <laughs> so I'm going to go off topic a little bit uh, from where we've been over the last few episodes and we're going to go back into sales for a second because I got to be honest, guys, I don't know how much longer I have at my job right now. Truth. I mean, it's just the way it is. And here's why. So my job is to sell, sell advertising. They pay me. In fact, they pay me fairly well, um, a salary to do this. But of course, they expect me to be able to cover that salary in commissions. My commission structure is 20%. So um, at the end of the day, a sale, let's say it's $1,000. It's worth 200 bucks, right? And if they've paid me $2,000 for the month, then I need to make 10 of those sales, right? Does that make sense? Because that's $2,000. That keeps my seat. That, uh, that pays for what they've paid me. And everybody's happy. Everybody moves on. Um, if I can continue to do that, then I will have a job for eternity. But I'll only be making, you know, $40,000 a year. Um, with that being said... You know, 40 is not bad, but I, I need to be at 60 realistically. Um, I can I can deal with 50 for right now, but uh, right now I'm, I'm dealing with 40, so it's not it's not that bad. Um, but I'm struggling. Um, I really am, and the reason I'm struggling. So with this job. Everybody knows that it's a draw. It's, a, it's an advance basically on commissions, future commissions. So eventually when the, the house has paid you more than you've paid them, they're not going to want to continue to pay you. 
right? So they're going to can you. That's, that's the reality of the situation. We all know it. Everybody who works here knows it. It's not a secret. Um, they tell you exactly that. Uh, there was no question as to what I was getting myself into when I accepted this position. That being said, um, it's fucking hard. Man, it is really, really hard to, uh, to sell these advertising positions. Um, it's by far the most difficult sales position I've ever held in my entire adult life. Most challenging I've ever faced. When I started, there were seven, I'm sorry, eight other people who started with me. So a total of nine people. Out of those nine people, myself and one other guy are the only two left and we're both in about the same position where we've put enough numbers on the board to keep our job to this point but it, we're reaching that point where uh, there's that plateau where things are going to start it, either we got to start making sales or they're gonna can us you know that's basically the end of the story so even though I made it to that top 1% if you will that uh, actually made it through the training program made it through the last few months um, and, and got some sales and things like that. There were people that I started with that, that didn't get a single sale. Uh, and then people that I started with that only got a couple. And I'm only at four. You know, that's not a lot. That's really literally like one sale a month, um, which isn't uncommon, but if you're going to have one sale a month, it needs to be pretty big. And they're not. They're not big enough. So I'm struggling because I, I, I'm having a hard time getting through to, you know, getting through the gatekeepers to get to the decision maker on the other end of the phone who has the authority to tell me yes or no. Unfortunately, when you're dealing with um, making phone calls and talking to people at companies, especially like C-level executives and whatnot, which is who I'm calling, um, CEOs, uh, chief marketing officers, vice presidents of marketing, vice presidents of sales, um, owners, you know, that's, that's who I'm trying to reach out to. The people that they employ uh, who answer the phone are trained specifically to keep me from getting through to them. That's literally their, not their only job, I'm sure they have other things to do as well, but to me it feels like that's their only fucking job, is to keep me from talking to the person that I need to talk to in order to make money. So I use all kinds of different techniques and tricks and tactics and whatnot to try to get through that gatekeeper or around that gatekeeper uh, in order to get to the person that I need to talk to so that I have an opportunity to make a presentation and at least hear yes or no. So <laughs> essentially, the gatekeeper is my enemy, right? And for the gatekeeper or the secretary, the operator, whatever you want to call her. And I'm going to call her she because I'd say about 90% of them are female. So I'm going to say she. Um, she hates me. <laughs> she doesn't hate me, Jason Cremines. She hates salespeople because salespeople want to talk to the decision maker. They don't want to talk to Molly Muppet, the lady who says, um, yeah, I don't think they're going to be interested in this. We're going to pass. Have a nice day. You know, because she does not have the authority to tell me yes. She's not allowed to say, okay, this is something I think we should do. Let's go ahead and do it. She can't do that. She doesn't have the authority. The boss does not give her the authority to make that decision. She thinks she has the authority. She wishes she had the authority, 
But the truth is she only has the authority to, to, to get me off the phone. And that's really what her job is to do. So let's talk about salespeople versus gate people. All right. And it, it's pretty simple. You know, the, the, the job that I do, it's, um, it's difficult and, and you have to, uh, you really have no choice but to get through to the decision maker. Because if you don't, and you pitch the person who doesn't have the authority to make the decision, guess what that person has to do? If they like the idea and they think it's a good idea and they want to be you know, involved in it, they have to go and talk to the person who makes the decision. <laughs> the C-level executive or the president or the owner or the CEO or whatever it is, they have to go talk to that person. So at that point, essentially, if I were to do that, I would be wanting them to do my job for me. doesn't make any sense, right? Especially knowing that I know the product way better than she does. I understand the ins and outs of that particular product and the demographic and everything that coincides with that better than she does. Now she might know that company that I'm calling on better than I do, no doubt about it. But when it comes to marketing between the two of us, I'm gonna have a much better idea of what makes sense and what doesn't than she. Because she didn't go to school for marketing um, <laughs> and she didn't go to school for advertising. You know, she went to school and ended up with uh, an executive position where she's an administrative assistant to somebody who is higher up. And she doesn't see the value in what I'm trying to accomplish. In fact, even if it was the most amazing opportunity for the company that they had ever seen, she may not recognize that at all. Again, her job is to get me off the phone and to try to get me to never call back again. <laughs> Now, this can be a fucking serious hindrance on my position. In addition to that, it can be a serious hindrance for the company as well. A lot of people don't realize that when they train their gatekeepers to do such a thing, then they are actually missing out on opportunities that would otherwise, they could be very lucrative opportunities. They don't know because they don't want to talk to salespeople. Why don't they want to talk to salespeople? I'll tell you why. Because we don't take no for an answer, especially the good ones. We get 10, 15 no's before we hang up the phone. I'll make somebody hang up on me before I'll, before I'll let them say, yeah, send me an email with all the information so that you can follow up with me for the next two weeks and never get me back on the phone again, right? Because it's a waste of fucking time. So I would rather you tell me, no, I'm not interested. I'm not going to do it. I have no business with this whatsoever on the first phone call, then send you some kind of information and then try to follow up with you and get you back on the phone after I've tried to call you 60 times a day for the last two months and not got you once and all of a sudden I get you and now I'm just gonna send you some information and try to get you back on the phone later? No, it's not happening. Tell me no and let me move on. But I gotta get past the gatekeeper first. So, <laughs> I use things like Instead of asking for the person that I'm looking for, I'll ask for someone in sales or I'll ask for someone in human resources or I'll ask for someone in accounting. And then I'll act like, oh, my bad, I must have dialed the wrong extension. I was trying to reach blah, blah, blah and see if I can get their extension or the direct dial that way. That's one way to do it. That's one of the ways that I try to get past the gatekeeper. Another way people try to get past the gatekeeper is by disguising their voice and pretending like they know the owner or the CEO or whoever it is they're trying to reach. Oh yeah, I just wanted to call him and, and, and chat with him really quickly about something that I'm working on to get his opinion on it. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> Do you guys really think 
that this person is stupid enough to believe that you know this person and you're calling them on their office line. Come on, guys. If you know somebody, are you calling them at work? No. You're calling their cell phone, aren't you? Right? This is 2018. It's ridiculous to think that, hey, I got to get in touch with my buddy, uh, so I'm going to call him at his office. That, that doesn't happen. People don't do that. Right? If they do, they're not very close friends. So do you think she's really stupid enough to think that you know the guy? Or even though you don't say you know him, maybe you're implying it like I sometimes do. You really think they're dumb enough to fall for that? Right. You're like, well, Jason, I call from a blocked number. Guys, <laughs> it's 2018. Everybody has caller ID. Even though you're calling from a blocked number. That is not making you look like you're not a salesperson, okay? Because what do we do? We don't want them to know where we're calling from because they're going to see the number every time we call and they're going to tell us the same thing. Nope, he's not in. Even if he's sitting right there across from her while they're playing rummy. Nope, he's not here. Nope, he's in a meeting. Nope, he's out traveling for the next three months. That's what they're going to tell you. <laughs> and you think that you're calling from a blocked number is going to change that? No. No, because when they see the blocked number come up, the first thing that they think is salesperson. First thing they think, salesperson. So your block number is not doing you any good. Unless, of course, you're just calling to get information and you're not actually wanting to talk to anybody. You might luck out and get what you're looking for. You might not. Most of the time I find it's pretty easy, 80% of the time, to find out who it is that's in charge. But then getting that person on the phone is another story. So... I also use other resources to help me get direct dial phone numbers so that I don't have to talk to a gatekeeper or anyone at all. I just go straight to the person, right? If I get that, great, okay? Now I just gotta call that person over and over and over again so they pick up the phone. It's that simple. But again, when you're calling from a blocked number and they see that it's a blocked number, nine times out of 10, what do you do when you see a blocked number come across your caller ID? You bitch click them, right? So what do we do? What do we do? I'll tell you what you do. This is how you get past the gatekeeper. And this might not work in your particular industry because your bosses don't want you to do it this way, which is the case for me. If I were running a business right now of my own and I had something to sell to C-level executives and whatnot, I would call, talk to the gatekeeper, when she picks up the phone and she says, who's calling? I would say, it's Jason Cremines. I'm with this company and I wanna to try to sell him something. Does he have two minutes so that I can talk to him about this opportunity or should I call back at another time? Or should I schedule an appointment to speak with him directly? That's what I would do. Now, you're still gonna to get told no when you do it that way. You're still going to get told no. No, he doesn't want to talk to you right now. No, we're not interested in that. Um, I don't think he's going to be interested. Whatever, 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 right? But the point is, every single salesperson that's calling on the phone, every single telemarketer, everyone that's making contact via telephone, every one of them, all do the same thing. Disguise their voice act like they know him, act like, you know, they just spoke to him. They, you know, 
all of the things that I've mentioned, they all do it. We all do it. It's 2018, guys. That bullshit does not fucking work anymore. And on the few people that it does work, now you've got an opportunity to make a sale, but at the same time, you've got an opportunity to not make a sale. So, how do we get past the gatekeeper? <laughs> That's everybody's question, man. So, my suggestion, just be honest. Just be honest about why you're calling, and if the gatekeeper won't put you through, trash that lead and go on to the next one. Okay, so if you are in the business of calling on uh, businesses to try and reach a decision maker, and you're putting up with gatekeepers, and you're trying to be um, sneaky or shifty or shady as to a, a way to get through them, and to the person that you're trying to reach, keep in mind that ultimately at the end of the day, you want to get that person on the phone, the person who, who is trying to keep you from getting uh, on the phone with that person does not have your best interests in mind. Um, also keep in mind the fact that that gatekeeper is only doing what she's been told to do by her boss. What do you do when your boss tells you to do something? Exactly, right? So you do it. And that's, that's what it boils down to. So it's not like she doesn't like you. Um, you know, if you were in a different position, there's a good chance that, you know, you might be friends, right? Uh, more often than not, the person on the other end of the phone, the gatekeeper as we call her, uh, is uh, probably married, probably has a couple of kids, you know, has the same bullshit that she has to deal with that you, you have to deal with. I mean, we're all just trying to figure this shit out. She's just doing her job. So don't get angry with her. Um, but uh, it's difficult to not take it personally when you've been making phone calls all day. You're, you're 150 phone calls in and you've had a hard time with gatekeepers all day. They're, they're yelling at you, they're telling you no, they're not gonna let you get through or whatever it is. Um, they're screaming at you, hanging up on you, uh, you know, or whatever. I mean, it, it, you just start to take it personally. It starts to hurt your feelings a little bit at the end of the day. Um, well, you gotta, you gotta forget about that shit, man. I mean, you gotta laugh and move on to the next one. In fact, I try to do this every time. When somebody hangs up on me, I laugh. I try to laugh because <laughs> even though I'm not happy about it, at least I know that, that I'm not calling them again. That's it. I'm done with them. You know, I don't have to call them anymore. If I didn't like the person that I was talking to, it's like a relief for me, you know? So the, the, best, the best advice that I can give you, and, and I've had a hard time doing this myself lately, and that's why I'm having this, this or I'm, I'm doing this particular episode. Um, the, best thing I can, the best advice I can give you is to stay focused, continue to do what it is that you're doing and um, keep pounding through. And if 150 phone calls a day is not enough, then make it 200. You know, if you gotta spend a few extra minutes, whatever, just get it done. If 200's not doing it, then get to 250. You know, if you work a 10 hour day, that's 25 dials an hour. That doesn't, it doesn't take long to, to rack up that many, that many calls. So if you're in that kind of position and that's what you're doing, 
for your job, your career, whatever, uh, the best advice that I could possibly give you is to not take it personally. Do your best to try to make fun of it, make a joke about it, uh, and move on to the next. You know, some will, some won't. So what next? That's kind of my motto. And again, over the last couple of weeks, it's been very difficult for me because, um, well, you know, I'm, I'm reaching the uh, end of my rope at, you know, at the job. And not that I don't like the job, because I do. I love it. It's, it's, a, it's not that it's fun, but it's definitely entertaining. The day flies by faster than you can possibly imagine. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, really it all boils down to the fact that the, the money is out there to be made and there are other people that are making, you know, six figures in that same office with me that are doing the exact same thing that I'm doing. Granted, they've been there longer and have a, a larger customer base. They have upsells and uh, accounts from previous years and whatnot that they can uh, bring on board with new things. Um, uh, and that's one of the ways that they're able to make their income. But my job this year, the first year, is to get to that point where I have a client base to call on in future years. If I make it to future years, and that's the key. So I know what I have to do, and I have to stop whining, bitching, crying, and getting pissed off when I can't get through to the person I'm trying to reach, and, and just blow it off and brush it off and laugh and smile and move on to the next. That's all I can do. Now, when it comes to the gatekeeper and getting past the gatekeeper, here are the, the couple of different ways that you can do that. Um, obviously, you can call and ask for somebody entirely different, somebody who's not the C-level executive. And then when you get to that, that department or that person or whatever, um, and then you know, try to get to the decision maker from there, that's one way. And, and you can call 20 different individuals in that company without actually talking to the person who's trained to keep you out. So start there. But if you're running the company, if this is your business and this is what you want to do or you want to start a business where you're going to be calling on C-level executives and things like that, here's my recommendation, my suggestion. I want you to try this um, at least for a good six months, solid six months, and see what kind of results you get. When you call and you get the gatekeeper who doesn't want to put you through, just be fucking honest about why you're calling. Not only be honest, but be ridiculously transparent. I mean... They are going to ask you a bunch of questions anyway, so instead of calling and making them drill you, just fucking unload on them. Tell them everything, the whole reason that you're calling, where you're calling from, why you're calling, and be fucking honest. Say, look, I have something to sell. I think uh, that would be a, a great value to the company. I would like the opportunity to speak to the owner, the president, the CEO, the vice president of marketing, the vice president of sales, or whatever it is, whoever you're trying to reach. And then just ask, what's the likelihood that I'm going to get this person on the phone? <laughs> I mean, just fucking ask. I mean, worst case scenario, she's going to say, I don't think they're going to be interested and they're going to hang up the phone. And don't fucking call that lead anymore because it, it's pointless unless you really think it's like a cherry lead and it's something that you absolutely have to get a hold of. And then try those other tactics. Resort to those as a, as a last-ditch effort as opposed to making that the first thing that you do, which is what I have to do with my company because that's what's required of me. I would love to be able to just be upfront and fucking honest about exactly why I'm calling, but that's not, that's not the job. <laughs> it's just not. Um, I'm told to do it a certain way. This is the way I'm supposed to do it and whatnot. And when you work for another, you know, for a, a, a company that does hundreds of millions of dollars a year in business, uh, then you pretty much do what the fuck you're told to do and that's it. So if you're having problems getting past the gatekeeper, 
when you have friends that are having problems getting past the gatekeeper, try going the opposite direction. I've, I've talked about this before when, the, uh, when I did the episode about running the other way featuring uh, Starset and Dustin Bates. Um, because that's what they did. They they looked at what everybody else was doing, and they're like, "Oh, really? You guys are doing that? Okay, well, let's let's do exactly the opposite." And it kind of helped them to blow up. So, um, <laughs> do the exact opposite of what everybody else out there is doing, because every salesperson is calling, disguising their voice, changing their name, trying to get through to the gatekeeper, get through the gatekeeper to the decision maker that they're never ever ever going to to get through to. So, uh, the other thing that you can do, the only other thing that you can do, um, is literally call. Spill it, spill your guts to the gatekeeper. Let her decide if she's going to want to put you through or not. Try to make her your friend. <laughs> you know, throw a joke out there. Do, just use your personality. Just be you. You know, most, uh, most likely, um, if, if you're a likable person anyway, that person's going to like you, and they're going to want to try to at least try to help you out, mainly because you weren't like every single salesperson that calls in and pretends that you know them, that you're good fishing buddies from back in the, you know, and back in the 80s, and whatever, and you're trying to get their opinion on, on something or, or whatever kind of bullshit you're spitting, because they all do it. And if you're completely different than everybody else, isn't that a really good way to get somebody's attention? You're like Jason, but what if I just shoot myself in the foot right out of the gate? You're fucking gonna do that, man. You're going to do that. If you're not getting sales anyway, what fucking difference does it make? Try something else. So I invite you to try that and see, see how it works for you. In fact. Uh, if you're in that kind of a business and that's what you're doing, then um, give it a shot and then email me, dailydrivespodcast at gmail.com and let me know what happens um, or you know, send me a direct message on my many social media <laughs> sites um, or send me a message on Anchor. There's actually uh, an anchor.fm app that uh, is what I use to record this podcast and if you download that, you can follow me on there and you can actually send me messages on there. You can leave recorded messages and you can actually be a part of the podcast if you wanted to as well. So anyway, that's all I got for you guys, getting past the gatekeeper and uh, what you can do. Uh, as far as what I'm going to do, um, as I said before, I have a company that I have, to, I, I have to pretty much do things the way that they want it done. Otherwise, they're not going to keep me anyway. So I got I to gotta find a way to get myself back into a positive mental attitude frame of mind with my job instead of thinking about what am I going to do next because – I'm worried about losing my job. So that's, that's what I'm going to do. Don't worry about me. I'm a fucking soldier. I will figure it out. I will get out of this camper. I will get a bigger place. I will get another car. I will start another business. And I will be successful. And so will you. That's all I got for you guys. Until I talk to you again, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other.